0: Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast. Look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time, and sometimes the bottom 100 as well. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and Andrew, you're alive.
1: Get over here, Darren. Um, how, <laughs> how, 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 how are you getting on? I'm
0: grand. I'm grand. We are marking the release this weekend of Mortal Kombat on HBO Max, a new revamped, relaunched version of the Mortal Kombat franchise. So we thought we'd take a look back at kind of one of the Perhaps highlights, perhaps lowlights, who are we to say of the franchise at this point? 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And joining us for this discussion, we have two fantastic experts lining, lined up. Um, our guest from last week, the wonderful Niall Glenn. How are you, Niall?
2: Uh I'm good. Surprisingly, considering what I've watched
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the wonderful Richard Drum. How are you, Richard? Hello. Uh, I will dispute the expert thing on that i have not played any mortal kombat games bar one so we'll see how that goes but uh thank you for letting me talk about this anyway
1: will will we will we guess what game that is
0: yeah which one of the mortal kombat games is it dare i ask so i'm gonna go with two because two seems to be the most obvious one what are you gonna go with andrew
1: i'm actually gonna i i know what my favorite mortal kombat game is but i'm gonna guess mortal kombat x I'm gonna guess that it's something recent.
2: Interesting. I'm, I'm gonna focus my guess because I know some of Richard's interests. Was it Mortal Kombat versus DC? It
3: was correct. Oh, hey, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yay. one without
0: fatalities.
3: Oy vey! <laughs> By all means, not a good one, from what people tell yeah. me. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, do they have blood in, in Mortal Kombat? Kind of like versus DC? Do they have actually like blood remember. splatter? I don't like think they...
3: so. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Because I know that when you when you used to play Mortal Kombat two on the SNES, they took all the blood out because Nintendo was a family friendly console, which was rather strange. Because like the central appeal of playing Mortal Kombat was like the cheap, like rendered two D pixelated blood splatter. Um, so, what about yourself, like Nile? Would you consider? Would you be a Mortal Kombat gamer? Would you be familiar with the franchise and its? History? I,
2: I'm very familiar with the franchise and its history, but I've never actually liked
0: it that much.
2: My my love. Or well, any more combat love I have is for the 1995 film, mostly, and for that music. <laughs> Holy
0: yes. cow, I love that music. Yes, techno syndrome. It's, it's just great. Yeah.
1: It's it, it's great when when a movie starts and you know you're in good hands <laughs> and everything's going to be okay because the right music is playing. Um By the way, like the 2021 movie hasn't come out. If 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 they've decided not to put that music in it. Then, then it's still time to
3: change it. My guess would what? be like a dramatic piano rendition at the start over the titles. <laughs> a s-
0: a sad, 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 sad version, like a sad, like yeah. Radiohead version of the Mortal Kombat theme.
3: I would rather not a- at all.
0: Vitality. A- a, a yeah, no, <laughs> it's a, a Limp Bizkit for coming in to, 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 to <laughs> yeah. do a cover
1: version
0: of that. Well, no, because it is, like, and it's kind of like the 1994. Let's talk very briefly about the 1995 version of the movie, because, like, Niall is right it is, and and kind of Andrew as well, it's rare, like people talk, like Paul Thomas Anderson has had something of a renaissance recently where he's been reassessed as like an underrated or undervalued. (laughs) um, (laughs) Paul W.S. Anderson. (laughs) There um, we go. Um,
3: (laughs) That'll happen a lot. Yeah, has has been
0: sort of, uh, has been reassessed recently. (laughs) Um, Yes, apologies. But has been reassessed recently as a director who's somewhat underappreciated uh, for what he does and for knowing what he is and knowing how he does what he does. And I think... Like the opening moments of Mortal Kombat are, you know what you're getting from the movie before the New Line Cinema logo has come into focus because you've heard somebody shout "Mortal Kombat" and already the techno dance beat has kicked into gear. It's like this is where the movie's pitching That's itself. That's it it-
1: ends, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like a little bit. Sorry, like like I'm 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 not going to dump on this movie entirely but it, it it
0: oh no we're talking about the 95 one not this oh, version sorry, not, sorry, not the, very, like we're talking about the, yeah, the yeah. very very briefly we're talking about the 95 this is 97 annihilation no 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 just to be clear this was not going to be an apologetic uh like sympathetic is this a misunderstood masterpiece <laughs> podcast i don't think reading the room but we'll see in a second does
1: it does does the start of the 1995 version indicate that there will be blood
0: Hi, oh, I, I appreciate it there. No, it, I think Paul W.S. Bass, Paul uh, W.S. Anderson is really <laughs> the master when it comes to this sort of thing, you know? I don't think there's any inherent vice in making these sort of beam movies. <laughs> yeah,
2: you could say he's um, a real
0: magnolia. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, you, you want to have. You want to have some friends over in the evening and you want to boogie nights, you know? I mean, that's just the way it is, I think, you know? I love that we haven't actually mentioned any Paul W.S. Anderson movies. We've just gone with PT. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Niall and, and Richard, actually, what are your kind of memories and associations with the 1995 version very because you did mention it and you did kind of mention like having a soft spot for it and it being your introduction to the franchise so maybe richard what's what's your kind of memory and association so
3: my memory of it is very recent because i watched it for the first time uh, about two weeks ago before watching this one so <laughs> i i knew the theme music and that was pretty much it i think i'd seen some random clips of probably oh i've already forgotten his name who plays raiden <laughs> Lambert, oh, for, Lambert. For, Lambert. For, Lambert. for Lambert. um, I think I've seen the odd clip of him, maybe. Uh, but that was it. So I went in as a bit of a bit of a W. Anderson fan, mainly for Resident Evil movies. Um, just to complete the filmography watch, I suppose. And yeah, I think it was <laughs> decent as video game adaptations go. Like it felt it felt accurate-ish to my vague knowledge of the franchise. Um, well, again, like,
0: it, it's worth putting in context was like the year that it was released, like it was 1995, the year before you had had like Double Dragon, you'd had Street Fighter, you'd had Super Mario Brothers, like, you know, and again, you can make arguments for Super Mario Brothers and Street Fighter being classics in a very particular sense of the word classic, but not in a way that normal people would use the term. So I think that like when Mortal Kombat arrived in 95, it was a video game movie that was competent. And that was enough. a revelation. <laughs> yeah, that was it the lowest lowest bar to pass but what about yourself now what's your kind of association with the 1995
2: movie i think i think you kind of described it a bit earlier but um the first time i watched this was with a group of friends we were de- being very classic men we were drinking beer we We're like let's watch mortal Kombat. people are gonna get hurt <laughs> sexy ladies and, <laughs> and as soon as that music starts i think that was the mood we were in for the whole thing <laughs> yeah. because unlike I'm, I'm i'm actually really fond of the street fighter movie for my sins for doing, like, a weird Vietnam hostage crisis <laughs> for children. <laughs> but it was so great seeing a fighting game movie that said, let's center it around a fighting tournament. Yeah. Like, I feel I'm saying that. Yeah. Enter the Dragon, Bloodsport, all those great, great, I will say classics, but, unironically.
1: That's the way to uh, do it. Like, yeah. you wonder why yeah. Street Fighter decided that that's how they were going to kind of structure <laughs> <laughs> this movie. Like, it was so simple. You know, it's, it's there were like, no
0: streets and there was minimal fighting. Um. Two really blood spores but
1: with like the, the, the characters Jean-Claude in Van Damme. Street Fighter. Yeah.
2: Like the, one, the one actual cage fight they're leading up to in Street Fighter is immediately stopped by Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> in the tank. <laughs> it's, it's like trolling the audience, which I admire. That might be a reason I like it so much. It's,
1: it's, I think it's in the same kind of um, vein as the Super Mario Brothers movie. Where, where it's like, kind of, um, you know, people, people love this this game. Let, let's do something a little different. Do you know what
2: children, you know what children love? Dennis Hopper. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they love Blue Velvet. Let's get him in here.
0: But I mean, again, like I, I think there's something, to, like very quickly talking about the 1995 movie, I think there's something to be said for, and this will be a nice segue into talking about Annihilation, because... Do we have to? We, we, unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> that's kind of what we're here for. Yeah. Um, but like the thing about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie is that it understands that when you're making a video game movie, adapt adaptation is not a literal process. Your job making a video game movie is not to cram as much of the video game onto the screen as possible. It's not to be as faithful to the story or the source material as possible. Instead, it's to create or to recreate the sensation of like playing the video game. So like, the thing about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie is that it understands what the appeal of Mortal Kombat is, which is watching people kick seven kinds of nonsense out of each other um, in absurd costumes, using absurd catchphrases and using mysterious powers on occasion. And is completely unapologetic about that. It's like, so yeah, as you said, we're doing enter the dragon, except one of the guys is going to be able to launch spears from his fingers and the other guy has ice powers. It's like, yeah, let's go with it. That, that, that's that's what we're doing. And that's what we know we're doing. And I think that's kind of underrated and underappreciated because I think you look at the 1995 Mortal Kombat. It understands like what's important in Mortal Kombat, which is like the fact that Goro looks like a Ray Harryhausen creation, for example. That's important because like that's what Goro was in the original video game. He was a claymation stop motion figure. It understands that Johnny Cage doing the ball breaker is important because like the the.
1: I mean, we won't get in. Do it too much, oh, yeah. I, I feel like anything that happens in the first two minutes of the movie is maybe not a spoiler. <laughs> but there is yeah. a, a, a per, just like a perfect open door for for a bone breaker that is <laughs> that is just like flagrantly not taken.
2: Yeah, uh, I think the movie's ninety minutes of breaking my balls.
0: Really so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, got it in there. Um, all right, then, so if we'll t- we'll jump into talking about Annihilation, then. So I, so you you did it, Nile. You invoked it. Um, it's like the end of Mortal Kombat. We're just jumping right in. We're going to follow on from this. So yes, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Had any of us seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation before we were watched it for this podcast? So Niall. I had not because I, I was a big fan of Mortal Kombat
2: the the movie and all my friends told me please don't watch Annihilation, which which is kind of like gaslighting me in a way because it's like oh now I have to see it and I'm gl- I'm glad I have I should stop whining so much because <laughs> now I can talk about it but okay because
0: you're in the position Richard was last week where it's like yeah. yeah we we all made Richard watch Mac and me so now you have to watch Annihilation
2: yeah I don't know what I don't know what else to say about it in that context but Geez, it was a, a pretty pretty quick 90 minutes I will say. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think it, it gets drained into them. it,
1: doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and it just keeps it does a a bit like Avengers Endgame. I'm not going to have a go at it, but it just keeps like introducing things. Yeah. It's like, oh, now this, and now this. So by the time you realize the movie's almost over it's like what's happened
1: well
0: it it, again like the thing with like annihilation i would argue is that like while the original one captured the sensation of playing mortal kombat annihilation occasionally feels like watching your mate play mortal kombat where it's just like a series of fight sequences involving completely random strangers who show up punch each other a bit and then one of them disappears and doesn't come back again while the other character goes on and punches somebody else for 15 minutes and all the mythologies is kind of piled on, but nobody's paying it any, any attention or cares about it because there's no like that's the thing is that like with Mortal Kombat, you got a sense that Paul Anderson had at least played it and was like, yes, this is what's important. Whereas with Annihilation and it's kind of interesting you mentioned Endgame because like this reminds me a lot of like the remember the first wave of comic book movies that kind of climaxed in, say, Spider-Man 3 or X-Men 3 where you had a bunch of like suits and executives who had never like read comic books in their lives, who had never like watched comic cartoons, but were like, look, the fans love Venom. We should just put him in the movie. He's in the movie. Juggernaut, he should be in the movie. And he should also say that line, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch, because people on the internet seem to love that. He's in the movie. Uh, Shadowcat should be in the movie. How about that uh, Joss Whedon comic? That's also in the movie. Dark Phoenix Saga? Put that in the movie, too. Hey, Magneto, he's, he's in the movie. Put him in, too. What about that guy, Quill? He shoots things. He's also in the movie. Like th- When you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it really feels like the executives in charge are like, people like this Mortal Kombat thing. We should put as much of this Mortal Kombat thing in the movie as possible within 80 minutes and just just keep cramming it to the brim full of fan service.
2: It's, it's dazzling. I, I want to make a slight edit to your comparison you made, saying the first one's like playing the game and the second one's like watching the game. Because I think the first one is like watching high level tournament players playing Mortal Kombat. And the second one is like watching me play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I don't know any of the combos. I'm spamming buttons and there's so much jumping. Which is all I do in those games. My and God, front flipping, front flipping, front flipping, Ends back flipping. flipping mm-hmm. People falling yeah. out the sky, but also somehow flipping. I'm just and because I don't know how to play any character, I just choose them all.
1: You, yeah. And you feel like you've picked the wrong character. You're like, why? Yeah. why is Jack so rubbish? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to pick him again. I should have picked Sonya. And somehow um.
2: I picked the one without Johnny Cage in my Johnny cage. <laughs> how do I do that?
0: Uh, and what about yourself, Richard? You obviously hadn't seen it before, but what were your initial reactions to Annihilation? Particularly, like coming so quickly after watching the 1995 version, what was it like going from that end teaser where it's literally a cliffhanger straight into Annihilation, which picks up literally moments after the end of the first one?
3: Uh, I do broadly agree too. Or one is definitely more competently made, you know, real film, and I, I think it's impressive that the first film manages to go almost 40 minutes before a fight really happens. Like, it just builds up and, you know, focuses on character and stuff. Um, the second one, what I'll say in its slight defense, or maybe this isn't its defense, I don't think I would have noticed the cast changes if I would not known about it going in. Like, that's just how I think quickly everything goes by. Uh, it is, I think Niall's comparison is one that occurred to me as well. It's like watching, this is what, like, Infinity War is like for, like, the plebs watching it. It's like, who are these people? What does that catchphrase mean? Why can he do that? And it just, it just keeps <laughs> building and going and going. Um, the opening sequence is very funny, though. It's entirely score-free, as ninjas just... It's raining men from the sky. And it, it's it's awful, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> it's raining CGI-composited ninjas oh, from the, the ceiling as well. Oh, <laughs> it's kind
1: of... Wait, were those not real? <laughs> <laughs> what? This is post-kind of... Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as well. It had that like, feel to it. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. had that feel to it, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we sh- we can talk about this a little bit now actually, I suppose. It should be noted pre-publicity and pre-publicity hype for Mortal Kombat Annihilation was that it was going to be an ambitious FX effort with apparently 300 completed digital shots, which is close to 100 more than the original Mortal Kombat and far far above average for annihilation's 30 million dollar budget range how do they
2: they define completed
0: (laughs) (laughs) filmmakers claim the film will impress visual effects fanatics not only because of its volume but also because of the type of digital work the film will feature among other things an extended martial arts sequence between two entirely digital characters (laughs) and another lengthy battle between a live actor and a digital character um, I kind think, of love that they were like, "This was pre-release." It
1: this is like we're now because we're selling it. of its audacity. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like
3: if you're going it on certainly... sheer volume, yes, the volume is impressive. They're not wrong. That <laughs>
2: it's so funny because they focus on fan service versus actually putting any money into accomplishing
1: <laughs> it.
0: It's such an interesting inner clash. I don't know. Yeah. And it should be noted, actually, like the special effects were overseen by Kleiser walzak Construction, the computer animated c- company that oversaw Einstein on the Beach. There's a little reference for Andrew, the opera Einstein oh. on the Beach from Philip Glass. And they also did Hollywood movies like Stargate, uh, which is interesting as well. So kind of you look at those and you wonder, well, how did that happen? Um, but yes, apparently Mortal Kombat Annihilation had a very troubled production history. They asked, um, they asked Anderson to come back and direct it. And he said, actually, what I'd like to do is I'd like to go and make Event Horizon instead. Thank and God. in fact, actually, the, the the two movies were supposed to open side by side on August 1st. But then Annihilation got pushed back to November, um, where which has been described as the clearinghouse for movie releases. Now, to be fair, when it did open, it did beat Anastasia at the box office. Anastasia notably being Fox's clearinghouse version of a Disney Renaissance picture, to be fair. Um it was released between Starship Troopers and Alien Resurrection and actually performed relatively well at the box office, uh, which is kind of interesting. Between, Again, very heavily... from
1: Starship Troopers and Alien Resurrection?
0: Yep, yeah, in terms of the calendar. So in terms of like the 1997 calendar, which okay. is, is interesting.
1: The, 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 is that Paul Verhoeven's? Paul Verhoeven's Starship Robot Troopers?
0: Direction? Yes, it is. Nice. There we go. Get the reference in there nice and early as well. All right, All right. then. Um <laughs> All right, then, before we jump into this far zone, then I guess three questions to get us started. And I think um, since Richard is adjusting his micro, Oh, Richard, are you there? Sorry, just trying to find a laptop charger. No. Continue. Keep asking. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to ask. So, Richard, um, would you consider Mortal Kombat Annihilation to be one of the worst 100 movies ever made?
3: Not that you actually have to think about that. Like well, it's just—it's like when you asked <laughs> last week. I kind of wanna—I want to be fair to like the fact that there are really quite offensive films out there, and like on a fundamental like gut level, there's films that offend every person that ever watches them, like they're probably worse. Uh, it was pretty bad though, um, but it's probably not even the worst video game film I've seen. So I guess I probably can't necessarily say Ooh. well.
0: Mm, well, when you say worst video Let's game say, yes. films, are we talking like Uwe Boll kind of movies? Probably or Uwe Boll.
3: Arguably, some of the early Tomb Raider stuff, which I quite like, but <laughs> it is very bad. Uh,
0: and when you say the, like you talk about the Angelina Jolie yes. two
3: movies, would you
0: consider them worse than this?
3: Ooh, they're this well, is a hot they're thing. worse in the like that they're weirder. I mean, this is like this is as you're saying, it's very fan y So it's not it's not lying about what it is. It's just very lazily thrown together. Whereas those are just very bizarre films, and I oh. Bad is such a hard thing to define, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Niall, would you consider this to be one of the worst 100 movies ever made?
2: I, I don't think I can, because while I was watching it and I was having, you know, my, my dark thoughts, I, w- I was keeping in mind, like, I probably, if I had friends over watching this, would be having such a blast. I don't know if that's, like, a fair way to critique it, but I was also never actually angry at the film, so much, it's just a, a nice ninety minutes of gibberish and like jumping and chest rockets. So, honestly, if I'd
0: never watched the first Mortal Kombat, I probably would like this more. All right, then. And Andrew, would you consider this to be one of the worst one hundred movies ever made?
1: Well, I, I, I think it's it's worse than like personally. I feel like it's worse than House of the Dead because I wow. think House of the Dead does a good idea. At least of understanding, kind of like what what the 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 video game that it, that is trying to remake, I mean, like it's it it, it well, I mean, hard disagree, but continue. <laughs> well, in 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 the sen- in 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 the sense of at least kind of having having the the gore, I think I think the mistake that that House of the Dead makes is is staying too close. To the to the um, kind of feeling of of the movie, but that 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 it felt sort of, I mean, not to talk about the house of the Dead too much, but it it felt sort of daring in 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 the way it really kind of like made committed. Sorry,
0: committed to what committed? Was doing yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There was a lot of kind of um, um, commitment to it. This um this this this, this I I would have no problem with this being the, in the bottom one hundred. It, it it has the same problem with with one of the movies that's I think still on the top two fifty. Is the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part yeah. Two? Yeah. Where it kind of um uh comes it's in. It's half your, a movie. Yeah, it's half a movie, and you're 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 meant to kind of care, and it is, I guess, the same problem of of as a few people have mentioned of um. Kind of some of the Marvel, some of the late later Marvel movies where, um, where it's kind of characters have very little kind of um uh, given to them and we're expected to be excited kind of that they that they're because arrive. we recognize them, yeah. And it, it's like, um, it's like not enough um space, I guess, given to them, um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, no, no, I'd, i i i i agree, I'd agree with this being on the bottom 100. Um, don't know if I'd take it to uh, Bad Movie Island.
0: <laughs> well, that's the next question.
1: Um, <laughs> but
0: no, I mean, yeah, I kind of, I can kind of understand it being on the bottom 100, and I don't really have an objection to it in large part because it feels like it feels like a movie that is prescient in a number of ways that nobody really gives it credit for, which is if you put enough stuff in here that fans recognize fans will respond to it. So, like, literally they take moves from the video game. Like, um, you know, at one stage, Johnny Cage does his kick across the screen where he kind of, like, streaks across in slow motion, which is a move that he does from the video game. Sycorax has his green web thingy. Shao Kahn does his big shoulder tackle. Sub-Zero even does his kind of, like, ice duplicate thing, which makes no sense in the context of the scene you're watching, but is something from the video game, so you recognize and you clap at it. And it has all this
1: arcane Luke mythology Kine's, um oh sorry that's probably a spoiler is it we, <laughs> yeah oh, do we care if we're spoiling <laughs> no, we don't i don't think oh, we no, care no, but yeah. this movie's it's,
2: quite new i wouldn't
0: spoil. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah we have new new kinds animality
0: yeah like uh, which are port, well. which is ported over directly as well which is like terrible. yeah no
1: <laughs> it, it is
0: abs- to be clear it is absolutely terrible but you have this kind of like this sense of cram as much stuff in that people recognize from other media and they will love it it doesn't matter that it doesn't fit together organically it doesn't matter that like it doesn't tell a story it doesn't matter that it doesn't necessarily work on film as long as people recognize it like again and again you know I mean I don't want to complain too much about modern pop culture I think last week Niall mentioned that like everybody else on the planet he's watching WandaVision but there are several like and I I quite like the early episodes of WandaVision but there are several moments where like, one of the cliffhangers is a character out of nowhere saying, my name is Agatha Harkness, and that's the cliffhanger to do you for a week. And it's like, I read the comics, I know who Agatha Harkness is, but that th- that's not a cliffhanger. She Like, unless you read the comics, wh- why does it matter? Or like the end of like a previous episode where it's like, and you, Wanda... You're the Scarlet Witch and then cliffhanger. And it's like, yes, that's what they call her in the comics. I recognize that reference, but that's not a story beat. You can't end an episode on that. And like it feels like Annihilation was a little bit kind of ahead of spoilers. that trend in pop culture. Yeah, it was ahead of that kind of trend in, in pop We've culture. <laughs>
1: No, they're not—they're not, no, no, not spoilers no, though, because they're
0: characters who exist. Like they're, they're yeah. not. they are not plot points. They're just—they're <laughs> minutia. They're like content they're details from like the lore that are crammed in because fans love that sort of nuggety stuff they're not story points
2: but even like the premise of the whole show of like this relationship between this i'm just gonna call it scarlet witch scarlet witch and vision is something that the movies just did in between movies (laughs) like what happens in the comics we got to get to it let's not have them go on a date they just speak in one movie then they shag in the next (laughs) all right (laughs)
0: um but yeah but i mean yeah so annihilation kind of feels to me a little bit like it kind of predicts that aspect of modern pop culture where it's just like it's all this stuff that you recognize from other ancillary media crammed in together as a series of references for you to get now i think annihilation is grossly incompetent i think it's terribly made it has no idea what it's actually doing and it doesn't have any of the finesse of like some of the better examples of that i mean like you know for all my problems with endgame Endgame pulls that stuff off because it's pulling on what at that stage, you know, 11 years of the MCU. So it can get away with, oh, look, it's, it's that guy from that movie saying that line from that movie, you know, but here it's just like, hey, it's that guy from the game saying the line from the game, doing the thing from the game, clap, now, scene, end, bring in the next character and do it again. And so I kind of, you know, it being on the bottom 100 feels appropriate to me in large part because I've reconciled myself the fact that no big mainstream franchise movie with a fandom is ever going to make the bottom 100, no matter how terrible it is. Like Suicide Squad didn't make the bottom 100, for example. Did Black Panther because not it make ha- it
3: down there for politics?
0: <laughs> no, Black Panther was simply wow. the only Marvel movie not to make the top 250. Um, that was its its kind of uh, the only across- one. Well, it was
3: there was Captain a huge stretch of them. Yeah, surely well, Captain Marvel. Captain
0: Captain Marvel as well. Yeah, there was a huge stretch where every Marvel movie, including like Spider Man Homecoming, uh, made the two fifty. So Spider Man Homecoming, uh, I think like Civil War, uh, the two Avengers movies, um, that sort of stuff, they all made the top two fifty. And the only ones that didn't from that stretch were, of course, Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Hmm.
2: I, I anyway. want to rig the rankings to get Incredible Hulk number one
0: in the top
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an underappreciated movie in my mind
0: justice for ed norton that's yeah. what i'm gonna say um all right then and Richard, second question would annihilation be on your own bottom 100 your worst 100 movies you have ever seen yeah.
3: i love that you're thinking about this i'm just trying to think i feel like I, surely i've seen 100 worst films but i'm trying to think like have i um <laughs> let's say yes let's say i would put it down there again just because it was confusing and boring Although also quite brisk, so I don't know. Maybe it was okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about you, Niall? Would it be on your own Bottom 100?
2: My own Bottom 100? Probably not, because I will... I realize this, because I do watch a lot of bad movies on my own, on purpose for my own entertainment. And my Bottom 100 movies is usually films that really bored me. And as Richard said, like it's brisk, and it just keeps throwing new crap at me to deal with. So it's like, it keeps me engaged in a way like a bad video game would, where I'm just like trying to skip cutscenes to get to the credits almost. But there's
3: little nuggets where it's fun. Speaking of the credits, fourteen straight minutes of credits. Uh, I counted yeah. this. That's incredible. <laughs>
0: And again, like that's another kind of Wandavision thing. That's because you have three hundred <laughs> special effect shots in there. Where like Wandavision is like forty minutes of episode, but only twenty five minutes of actual episode because the rest it is credit. So two different credit I, sequences.
2: I, yeah, I, it's telling with Wandavision. They've never said how many special effect shots they completed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is very revealing. What, I mean, you know, am, that, what am I meant to like take away from yeah. this? Yeah, how am I supposed to know how excited I should be about For the this? volume yeah. that's,
3: of
1: that's,
0: them? Yeah, it's that's. Right.
1: that's <laughs> We 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 want we want everyone before they see the movie to know how ambitious this was, you know, <laughs> yeah. and how we really tried. Um,
2: it's some uh, real PT <laughs> Barnum stuff. I do like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's well, like? What have we got to sell this movie on? Uh, the number of special effects shots. It's like, okay, fine, that's it. We got it. Do we even have the Johnny Cage guy back? Nah, 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 nah,
2: nah. Was that part of why they recast with people no one really knew? Was to save money to put in <laughs> <for> special <laughs> effects?
0: <laughs> well. Okay, let's let's talk very quickly about the recasting because pretty much everybody in the cast, with the exception of I think is it Robin Shue who plays Liu Kang and he's quite uh, good.
1: Like I yeah. feel I feel I I feel bad for James Rimar be, um uh, because like I I think I think he he kind of goes there's various points in the movie where it's like okay here he's trying. Now he's <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, like, like, like it's, I've it's, watched the lights die in his eyes. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's difficult to kind of know. I think from his performance, it's it's like be, be, because some of it, I think he's trying to do that very kind of like um, dead, sort of stoic, kind of uh, you know one note um, uh, uh, delivery, um, yeah. where where he's some gravitas. Sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. Where he's like a half god, and so he's like. I am um, above this yeah something very dramatic is happening now um but um but he's not going to get excited about it and then there's like moments in the movie where I think yeah, what's the deal with your arms yeah yeah exactly so but like I don't think it's his fault um necessarily, and we know that he's good in 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 other in movies other things like um, um like an early, early, um, Pirate and Warriors I always think of when I think of them. Also, also think of them a lot in Sex and the City. Um. As himself. Wait, he,
2: he reprises the role from Annihilation, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, like um, we'll probably talk about more in the spoiler zone, but I do have a theory about like Mortal Kombat Annihilation as Raiden's midlife crisis. But we'll come back to that because he does get a new haircut and he does have difficulty performing under pressure. But again, we'll come back to that in the spoiler zone. Uh, But yeah, no, Robin Shu who reprised the role Liu Kang, he did all the choreography for the movie. And Talisa Soto, who plays Katana, also reprises her role from the original film. But all of the rest of the parts are recast. And apparently they were recast when the actors in question read the script. So Christopher Lambert read the script and was like, nope. Imagine how bad your script has to be that Christopher Lambert is like, I'm out of there. I don't want to be a part of this. I've decided that this is beneath me. Uh, But even the actor who played Johnny Cage in the original movie, Um, he read the script for Mortal Kombat. And now to be fair, he probably has a very good point for a very good reason why he was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Lyndon Ashby uh, read the script and was like, no, I don't think there's enough Johnny Cage material in here for me to justify this. I think that we're wasting or squandering the character. So he passed on it as well. So yeah, no, it it was like everybody involved, I think kind of suspected this was a turkey. I mean, it's a great movie
1: for a new kind. Um... It is, like, like, the, 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 it's kind of like, not, not not to kind of get ahead of ourselves, but it is sort of his arc. Um. But
0: But Andrew, uh, what about yourself? Would it be on your own bottom 100, your own 100 least favorite movies
1: that you've ever seen? Um. Bad Movie Island. Is it on (laughs) Bad Movie Island? Is it on Bad Movie Island? No, I, I, I think I, I think I'd, I'd take, I'd, I'd take Street Fighter onto Bad Movie Island. And I, I would love, for this to be like insanely um graphic where 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 yeah. uh, with 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 the violence where you're, it, 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 to the point that you're like laughing um and and where it's a bad movie that's also like horrific <laughs> um, <laughs> um the, the, but 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 not th- not this particular movie it did actually have some shining lights for me um, but which, which, which I, which I guess we'll get to. But um, no, in 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 terms of like bad movies of my choosing, no, no, it, it, it I don't think it would get it. No.
0: Yeah, and I kind of share that it falls between two stools. It's neither, I think, one of the worst movies I've ever seen because, as Niall said, it's not soul-destroyingly boring. I think we, we didn't ask Niall whether it passes the Malcolm and Marie test. Would you rather watch this or Malcolm <laughs> and Marie, Niall?
2: This any day, but there, there is a sequence where Jax and uh, Sonya Blade are walking through it looks like a quarry just bitching at each (laughs) other. And I was like, I'm having flashbacks. It's like Malcolm (laughs) Marie.
0: But somehow this one doesn't last two hours uh, inexplicably. Um, All right then. And yeah, so it it isn't bad enough that it ranks among the worst movies I've ever seen. It's not dull enough for that, but it's also not like bright and colorful enough that I would try and do an Andrew and try to smuggle it onto my own like bottom 100 as a guilty pleasure. Like it's not street fighter. Street fighter is so much more fun than this is. All right. And then final question. Um, So Richard, do you, would you recommend people who haven't seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation pause the podcast and watch the movie?
3: No, the first one, sure. Maybe the second one, apart from, again, like Mac and me last week, there was there was a singular the clip from this I had seen over the years, which is the introduction of Katana's mother. And that famous line delivery. Like that was funny. And I think any (laughs) scene with her was funny where she just shows up and screams at the camera and then vanishes into like smoke or something. But as a full 90-minute, well, 84-minute with credits experience, eh, not not so much. No. I think you can happily skip this one.
0: Um and Niall, what about yourself? Would you recommend that listeners pause the podcast and watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation?
2: I would recommend if they haven't seen the first one. To watch them set aside an evening and do them as a, a very deranged getting drunk here <laughs> double bill, because <laughs> yeah. like the, the sheer drop off in quality is probably way funnier. In preparation for this, I rewatched the end scene of the first one, which is just masterful, and it just throws out all the events of the movie it says, "Oh, the emperor is here," and then cut to yeah. credits, and the the next one just ignores that almost completely. <laughs> it just does its own thing. I just uh, I'm very Brian Thompson by
0: that. show up cosplaying a Skeletor. Yeah.
2: yeah. I thought you said Ryan Johnson for a second. Nah, I was like, don't blame him for this. That guy gets enough shtick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. I think you mean Ruin Johnson. Am yeah. I right? Am That'll I right? Show him. Um, Brian Thompson. Yeah, Brian Thompson showing up and uh, in, in again in Skeletor cosplay. And Andrew, would you recommend that listeners pause the podcast and watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation?
1: I wouldn't. I would. I, 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 I. think Richard pointed out that it's a kind of a brisk ninety minutes. I had the experience. Um of of looking at the time on it and thinking oh no there, there's still like half an hour left um <laughs> which 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 shouldn't really happen <laughs> with, with a 90 minute movie um i guess but um, <laughs> yeah, m- movie no yeah I, I i wouldn't um i wouldn't recommend it maybe 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 if 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 you if you like the first movie, then you might want to watch this for for the for the first one to kind of gain by comparison as well. Um, and maybe if you're a completionist and are excited about the 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 new one that's coming out in like is it April right? Currently, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, well, coming out today. It's coming out like it came okay. out yesterday.
1: Um, yeah, if you're excited about yeah. the movie so that's no- coming out today, <laughs> <I'm ready. laughs> then um. And it's not the, it's not showing yet. Maybe watch that one it's instead. For some reason, yeah, yeah, it's not come on your VOD. Then, yeah,
2: I don't want to be preemptively negative, but just based off the trailer for the new one that I'd seen, um, like it just looks like it's kind of lacking whimsy, which is kind of strange to say. But like these past two yeah. movies, Annihilation, even is just so bizarre and like childish almost. It's just like and now a robot. I don't know. This new one looks a bit self-serious.
1: It it feels it a bit Nolan-y. I guess <laughs> you know, yeah, like like um of, of this kind of like 2010s thing of um you know that you know that thing you enjoy that's kind of silly. Well, now it's serious. <laughs> um and like uh, Batman doesn't da- Batman doesn't dance yeah. <laughs> anymore.
2: <laughs> well, it's the, it's the not just for kids anymore. This ain't your mama's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it and just they're, they're like referring to like oh sub-zero has superpowers it's like don't call it superpowers it's ninja magic
0: don't rationalize this like it, you took time an entire swat team which again is like military industrial kind of superhero complex stuff you have going on there as well which is yeah, it's just like yeah, pick a lane, know what you're doing, and like the X Men thing, where it's like that people around the world are manifesting abilities, and it's like, what are we going to expect? Patrick Stewart to go up and say, "Lu Kang, you are different than everybody else. You're about to be part of a much larger Mortal Kombat universe."
1: There, it's, you know? it's 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 also um, a, a a mixed martial arts movie, the, like like Plus I. That's the I, way Tan is there. Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they 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 no, they they have a new character. Which I think, yeah. by the way, is a good um, choice to make with a with a Mortal Kombat movie, um, and a lot of Mortal Kombat games do that. Um, like rather than kind of just trade on their existing intellectual property, um, like uh, they will will introduce a new character to to kind of like build up. Um, and, and it, it, I, 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 feel like that might be an astute kind of a choice that the, the new movie seems to have made with, with kind of introducing a new character to be your surrogate to have him kind of come in and be like, I don't know who any of these people are either. Um, which... it will
2: almost definitely be revealed he's related to a mm, character from he the is game. Someone, yeah. Yeah. Shao Kahn is your dad or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, um, it looks, it looks like um, uh, Scorpion begins um, as well, kind of from from the from from the trailer. Anyway, which
2: is, sorry. it's nice thing that these the two nineties movies, even though Scorpion and Sub Zero are the face of the series, they both recognize they're not characters. We can't make people care about the catchphrase twins. <laughs> and just making goons, you know, which is which is totally cool. I think.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm actually most excited about, say, the Scorpion stuff, if only because it's the casting that they have there playing Scorpion. Like, they have her, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, who is horrifically overqualified to be playing Scorpion. Like, well, ridiculously. I
1: mean, do the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fair. They, like, that's, he... that's very fair, but I mean, like...
1: Sorry, I'm prejudging the movie, uh, I should uh, say. Like, um, it could so be the Joker video game films,
3: for all we know. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> The best picture best picture <laughs> nomination for Mortal Kombat. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um Ryoka Sanada sweeps the best actor award for his soulful portrayal of Scorpion as a character who speaks to the modern zeitgeist.
1: The like when, when he says
2: get over here, he's just looking for human connection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> suckers. Oh my oh god, god. I can't believe he says suckers.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of good kind of um uh, there's a lot of pathos and, and kind of mythology to the Mortal Kombat um, uh, franchise, if you want to call it that, yeah. that, that you can that you can draw on. Like, it's totally possible to make a good movie from it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah.
0: They did in 1995. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. And then, yeah, so for myself, in terms of recommendations, I would say, yeah, watch the 1995 movie. If you're going to watch the 1997 Annihilation movie, watch it as a double bill, as I think Niall pointed out. Or maybe it was Richard, where you have the sharp drop-off between the two. Um, I don't drink, so I don't know if getting progressively drunker as the night goes on is a good strategy to follow.
1: But it seems... for life in general.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I would recommend that's probably the only way to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation is to watch it like rather than as an entity of itself, as a continuation of that film to see how much of a weird miracle the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie was. Because it's not a great movie, to be clear. It's a B movie. It cost something like $18 million. By the way, the sequel cost $30 million. The sequel actually cost more than the original film. And all of that money is on screen with those 300 completed VFX shots. With that in mind, we're going to segue neatly into the Spoiler Zone. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory.
1: Spoiler Zone!
0: so Niall what is Mortal Kombat Annihilation about for you um,
2: finish it I-, I wanted to bring up the notes I took for this film which I think is the most <laughs> telling thing an entire page of my notes has nothing to do with the story I just made a list of all the characters in it <laughs> so I could consult it
3: Wish I'd done that.
2: And I think in a weird way, it just tells the story of it. It's like, hmm. Raiden, recast. Johnny, recast and murdered. Liu Kang, same actor. Sonya, recast. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> and they, so on, so forth. <laughs> what is Mortal Kombat Annihilation about? It is... I think. I think the theme of it is people cheat at games. <laughs> and that's what the villain does. He just cheats to make a sequel, which I think is really interesting because this movie i said earlier it feels like in a way like a good video game adaptation of people who don't know how to play a video game but it also feels like a video game sequel in that like you you play a whole game you beat the final boss credits started the next one the villain just comes back and it's kind of the same thing in classic video games um geez i don't know (laughs) i was i
0: was kind of defending this movie earlier i don't know is there much substance (laughs) (laughs) let's talk let's talk about like that that villain coming back thing so Shao Kahn played by Brian Thompson which is fascinating because like for the original Mortal Kombat Shao Kahn had been presented as this mysterious figure who was all-powerful And it's like oh thank goodness you're only dealing with Shang Tsung because wow when when Shao Kahn shows up he's gonna be the real deal and he shows up it's Brian Thompson in Very ill-advised costuming, anyway, but presented as this weird, like, daddy's boy who just Mm. desperately wants his father's approval. And like Nile mentioned, this like this weird aspect of kind of like again, maybe not meta-textualist, but like not understanding what the appeal of a video game is, where the characters are constantly talking about the merger as if it's a big business deal that's going on. I have that note too. Yeah, the
3: merger will be complete. Is not the most (laughs) ominous thing for a villain to say in Act (laughs) Three.
0: And repeatedly, it's like, will the merger go through? Have you taken care of all the obstacles preventing the merger? I want the merger to go through so that our business can continue. Please make sure that it happens. If Bob Iger was
2: originally going to play Shao Kahn...
0: Yeah. And like the fact that like Shao Kahn, who's played by Brian Thompson, this big muscly guy, obviously, you know, from the X-Files, got his big break in Terminator. Andrew will remember him as the guy who has all those stories about Arnold Schwarzenegger being naked on the set of Terminator. Uh, But like he's played, he's this big muscly, intimidating kind of presence. And all he does is whine to his dad and complain to his dad and just want his dad's approval. It's such a weird choice. And he looks older than his dad, I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a thing that, that that the Mortal Kombat does is kind of have there's there's that there's generally going to be somebody um kind of beyond The main boss, the the, the, jerk, kind of like they were set up, like if, like, like you said with like Shang Tsung and Shao Kahn, that there, that there's even, that there's even greater peril kind of ahead if, if you can, if you can kind of defeat this. If you clear this level. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They could have had like, um, they could have had Onaga. Like I thought that's what they were going to do at the end because, because of how whiny um, Shao Kahn was, I figured like, of course they're going to defeat this guy. And, um, and there's going to be another kind of big bad, um, at, at, at the end, who's, who's, who's going to kind of, um, you know, uh, introduce the real peril of the situation. Cause it, it, it doesn't, um, like maybe it's intentional. But it, they there yeah. you, you, you don't really feel like, even though the world is being destroyed, like they have a whole week to, 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 to fix it. And they're kind of taking their time as well. And, and you know how it's going to end, too, I guess. Because it's kind of, they, they kind of uh, I think like Raiden sets it up, the kind of um, saying that, like, do, do, do not estimate the power of the human spirit. That that's kind of on a level what the movie, Wants to be about, and that Liu Kang is being told yeah. all the time that he's not ready, and so we know that, that that it's going to be kind of Liu Kang. That's his uh, arc. Yeah, yeah. And may, maybe okay. maybe maybe the movie is, is quite comfortable with that sort of like handiness of just saying kind of like this is this is um Liu Kang is going on a sort of a hero's journey and uh, he's going to get to the end and he's going to defeat Shao Kahn. That's all it is, is. Just
2: just. A... Speak on the hero's journey because I was thinking of it while you were saying that. Is it, I think it's such a strange decision to kill Johnny Cage considering yeah. like him and Raiden were recast, and you know, Raiden is the kind of mentor figure. It would have been a lot more dramatic had he been killed, so then these characters are kind of thrown out of their elements a bit. Because through this movie, Raiden's like made a shopping list of things they need to do to beat <laughs> Shao Kahn. He's like, ah, Go get Jax, uh, go get Nightwolf, these guys know what's up, and then he just Goes off to talk to the elder gods?
0: Rendered in CGI because real fire and real water are not convincing when rendered on screen. But those were completed effects, so I was happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but actually to bring it back to what Andrew said there in terms of like the movies aboutness, as it were, and again, this is one of the things where Mortal Kombat Annihilation feels like the kind of you know, like the, the weird, shadowy, resident evil kind of juddering self of the modern blockbuster movie, because it really is about family like repeatedly throughout Raiden gives all these big like life-affirming speeches to like Liu Kang to Jax to Sonya about how they're in this together and the importance of the human spirit and how like Sonya's big lesson is that she has to learn to ask for help from other people and Jax's big lesson is that he has to learn to have faith in his own arms as opposed (laughs) to mechanical arms that are like attached to him and we'll talk about that arc in a moment but like throughout you have this idea of it's again very bargain basement like you know Raiden doesn't have friends he's got family you know it's it's that real tone running through it where it's like because it's about him and his half-brother Shao Kahn and his relationship that he has with his parents the elder gods and the elder gods are like well if you like these uh, humans so much why don't you like go and be one of them you know why don't you marry one yeah yeah well like okay, we'll come back to that point but like that, that like it really does have like that it feels like that template for the modern kind of fast and furious or kind of Guardians of the galaxy style blockbuster where it's all about like found family except because like this was 1997 and not 2005 Nobody has any idea how to actually make that a workable like blockbuster narrative. Well, it's just like buzzwords thrown in here yeah. and there. And because it's,
2: it's just, it's just Ryden saying it, which must be really <laughs> uncomfortable for everyone else. It's like,
0: okay. Yeah. Is he going to ask to sleep on my couch after this? I feel like he's going to ask to sleep on my couch. Um.
1: If it were made today, they would just make a new one and have Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it. And he would save <laughs> the the franchise. and everything Franchise Viagra. Fine. Yeah.
0: Um, um, but sorry there yeah to, to bring it back to kind of um what we we're talking about there with like the weird choice to kill off johnny cage that was apparently why the actor playing johnny cage didn't return because he didn't want to return to die like a chump but um, i wonder
2: was was that definitely it or was he killed off because that actor didn't come back
0: and I maybe this a-
2: wasn't too much johnny cage in it anyway i just I think, can't well,
0: I just it's very it really because if they were doing if they were doing that you'd imagine they'd kill off Sonya as well and Raiden you know like as you said it makes sense narratively to kill Raiden because Raiden's the mentor figure he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this story kill him off and have the characters have to find their own way you know don't even show his face like if Christopher Lambert is not coming back have a guy in an ill convincing wig die and then Liu Kang's like no Raiden I have to learn your teachings I'd but just, it's
1: like they could do what they did with Song and just use footage from like the, yeah. previous, <laughs> the movies. previous movie
2: which, which might be the best bit of this movie. Yes, <laughs> I eat your soul. The, the worst thing about um, James reamer as uh, Ryden is just we lose his dirty old cackle that he's always doing that first one. He was like, eh. which I love. It's like some dirty uncle at a wedding telling you a joke, <laughs> speaking of family.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. Lambert was having fun. Lambert knew what he was mm. doing, kind of setting the tone. Like the famous story is that Lambert, when they were shooting the first Mortal Kombat, they didn't have budget to take Lambert to Thailand because his agent had asked for too much money. So they're going to shoot all his stuff in close up and they're going to use a body double and cut in the close ups on those sequences. But apparently when Lambert found out about it, he flew to Thailand on his own money in order to be part of the movie there, which I kind of adore. And he also apparently threw the cast and crew a kick-ass rap party in Thailand as well, which apparently they're still talking about today, which I kind of love in terms of... I thought you are going to like, say it's still going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's, that's why they couldn't come back. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: yeah. why you haven't seen Christopher Lambert in things recently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ro- Robin Shu left to get some ice and then realised it had been going for three years. I was yeah. like, damn it, i got to make...
1: Because his agent generally books his flights, like he just bought a one-way ticket and didn't realize. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he has
0: no idea how to get back. But I mean, like that—that's the thing—is that like Ramirez Raiden is James Ramirez Raiden is really odd because it's like he's in the terrible wig for half the movie, then he gets a haircut and kind of shows up. And again, this is very midlife crisis because it really feels like Raiden is having a midlife crisis watching Annihilation. Where it's like as well yeah
1: like at no yeah. point is he wearing his hand and they may, maybe they made a decision that they just decided it was culturally insensitive <laughs> but i somehow but still I gonna feel be played like by feel this guy. movie <laughs> didn't um kind of add that consideration not only was it 1997 or 98 but also it was this movie um, yeah, i
0: mean like it has it has night in it like yeah. i feel like if you have If you have Nightwolf in it, you don't really get to claim any kind of like high ground when it comes to cultural appropriation. (laughs)
2: That's just another casualty for the CGI budget. (laughs) Lost that
1: I feel like Night Nightwolf was one of the most egregious kind of aspects of it. Because there's there's a lot of kind of disappointing parts of the movie. Like like for example, I I I thought the fight scene with Scorpion and Sub Zero was actually pretty good. And then we just don't have them again. You know, they we, we 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 don't really have like proper closure on on that. And there is an interesting kind of um rivalry kind of in in in, 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 in the games and in the whole mythology of it um between um Sub Zero and Scorpion. And they have like good you know, good reasons to hate each other. Um but yeah they 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 have they have a great fight scene and then they just they're just gone. It's like
2: and I'm not I'm not crazy, right? But they both died in the first movie.
0: Yeah. No. Well, the the Sub Zero is the brother. Of, yeah. Like, the which, which is and,
2: which is a bit nuts.
0: <laughs> and Scorpion got thrown into Hellfire. Like the thing that's really nuts about like Mortal Kombat Annihilation is it's so busy cramming all of this fan service in that like Sub Zero shows up and he's like, and it's like, I thought I killed you. It's like, no, you killed my brother. And it's like. Wow, are we going to have beef about the fact that I killed your brother? It's like no, 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 no. I'm just here for the fight sequence with Scorpion. Um, <laughs> never mind me. And like the sequence ends with like with Sub Zero actually saying to Liu Kang, "Look, you're going to fail because you're doing this by yourself." Your problem is that you you're not building a team. You can't do this all on your own. And you're like, oh wow, Sub Zero's gonna like join his hunting party, and they're gonna get a posse together, and they're going to align as a team because that's the theme of this movie because it's about family. And it's like, nope, Sub Zero's gone. He's not coming back. Yeah. You've got your one scene.
1: They don't bring <laughs> they don't bring Nightwolf with them either. Yeah, like it, it's, just it, disappears. <laughs> it's like they knew that it was going to be shown on television, so they didn't want any like wide shots. <laughs> with, yeah. with um
0: the ensemble, with the
1: ensemble in it, and the, the, the I, like, Nightwolf is probably like like in, um, in spite of what you're saying, or maybe regardless of what you were saying, kind of um about the kind of uh, cultural in, insensitivity of us. Nightwolf is my favorite character. Um, well, I mean, he I, is
0: actually played by a Native American to give him credit more than Raiden. He feels like you know,
1: but in in the movie, in the movie, it's it, it it's it's terrible right like he does the animality and then he's like pretty cool huh <laughs> and it's, like, it's just so corny
0: and the bit where like Liu Kang is like told to look for a guy called Nightwolf and he goes to look for a guy called Nightwolf and he meets a guy at night who can turn into a wolf and then says if you really are Nightwolf and it's like I feel like you're not following I, even I can follow this movie better than you Liu Kang
2: well, you, you don't want to meet a Native American and assume they're the one that, Native but... American you've heard of. You know, that'd be, <laughs>
1: that'd
0: be, that'd that would be troubling. That, that is fair to me. Liu Kang is not jumping to, to uh, you know, sort of He's jumping a lot, but not to conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and doing lots of front flipping yeah. as well. Uh, but, um, sorry, Richard, what about you in terms of, like, your reaction to Mortal Kombat Annihilation? What are your kind of uh, thoughts there? What you... I'm
3: in the minority here, but I will say my two cents on the recasting is that I didn't really like Johnny Cage to start with, so I'm kind of fine that he's dead. <laughs> um... Raiden Lambert is tremendous fun but I always thought that was a well that felt like a strange choice for the character like again my limited exposure to half of a game of Mortal Kombat was that Raiden was kind of like stoic and you know yeah like Obi-Wan whatever and as Lambert as Niall I think quite astutely put it as like a cackling dirty uncle was just kind of strange like it was very entertaining but it was very strange so I thought Remar was actually decent until his sexy makeover halfway through then he was terrible but the initial chunk was like yeah he's He's a bog standard mentor figure, but he's okay. Uh, I also kind of prefer a new Sonya, which is, I guess, the wrong opinion I'd to agree.
0: have. <laughs> yeah, I will. Like, I, I, I will agree with you on that actually. Yeah, I'll go with Andrew and you on that. I think she's a stronger performer and a better martial artist. Mm, but Andrew, sorry,
3: Sonya in the first one felt very proto Resident Evil, which again makes sense for Anderson's involvement. But just as <laughs> much as an acting, a directing issue, but I felt very like Yavovich vibes off her. Well, I I like Yavovich? She's great. But yeah, I think new Sonya felt more alive and again, like the, the dialogue's terrible, but at least her banter with Jax felt somewhat... <laughs> uh, yeah, Jacks a whole other
0: bundle of stuff we're going to have to unpack, I suspect, in
3: a yes. moment.
2: There's so much um, in this movie. Just look at this
3: list.
0: But actually, to bring it back to kind of Raiden's weird, sexy makeover, I do love that as soon as that happens, he starts having performance anxiety, where it's like, Raiden, can you transport us out of here? And he's like, wait, no, can't do it. <laughs> and then I love the bit where he turns around away from them, 'Cause he's like, I can't do it when people are watching me. Um, it's really again, like not I wonder like how aware the movie was of that subtext when it was kind of doing it. Because it really does feel like Raiden's kind of again, buying the Ferrari because he's not entirely comfortable with how his life has turned out. Um Yeah,
1: they were very proud of actually destroying Petra in, in Jordan. <laughs> 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 they didn't. Right, right. Um. We, we, we've destroyed so much of the UNESCO World Heritage so <laughs> making this movie, you're really going to be impressed.
2: Petra's Patrick, um, destroyed, but by the end, thankfully the World Trade Center is restored. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's an interesting time capsule.
0: Uh, well, I mean, the fact that like at the end they resurrect Raiden and apparently just leave Johnny Cage dead. He's on Which the shrine. Like... Yes! Which <laughs> I kind of adore yeah it, was like, yeah, it would just ruin the feng shui Of this sort of thing Where Johnny Cage's decomposing body Is apparently just holding this the ruins together um, But actually, yeah, let's talk about Jax then Because we talked about Sonya Let's talk about Jax Jax is a very strange character He's a very 90s character in Aggressively that you get- 90s, yeah <laughs> Yeah, in that you you get the sense that like nobody who has ever maybe met a, a black person has kind of written him because he says things like "I" right, or "Up in here" or "Yo," like despite being a serviceman, he's introduced this like again the metal arms that he has, which are apparently not his metal arms; they're an exoskeleton. But he's introduced in a base in Hawaii, chained. He's chained to the surgery bed with these metal arms on. Like, what was happening? Like, they, they clearly weren't put on without his consent or without his will. So why was he manacled to that bed? And also, like, if he can just slip his arms in and out of them as easily as he does at the climax, what was the surgery involved there? What, what was going on? What, what, what is the deal with Jack? It might have been he already had the mechanical
2: arms and he was in, like, some weird <laughs> sex clinic and was too embarrassed to admit it when she showed up.
0: That's yeah. my fan theory. <laughs> But like, yeah, because again, obviously Jackson appeared in the first film. He had a very small role as her partner in the club raid, and they recast him. Famously, they recast him twice in both Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He was meant to be played by Michael J. White, um, who oh. had
1: oh. instead
0: opted to do Spawn. Um, I don't know if that's a better or worse choice. No,
1: I, f- I feel like Michael J. White would have would have would have done a fair like certainly in terms of um, martial arts. Um, he would have been head and shoulders above, um, above Jax in this. I thought J- Jax was right. Head
0: and metal shoulder. Head and metal shoulder. Yes, that's is that? What I Am said. I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I don't, because if they set up something in the first one to maybe hint to him getting robot arms, I don't like it when movies do that. That'd be something. But Jax didn't go on this adventure and see all the wild stuff. So it's just like he was bored and said, I'm going to get metal arms. (laughs) Everyone's having a midlife crisis. I don't know what's going
0: on. I love that his metal arms are always like two service bars. They're always like never fully charged, but also never actually receiving, which is quite nice as well. It's always like, like two red bars out of three. And like, This is one of the things where we talk about like the movie misunderstanding the appeal of Mortal Kombat as a franchise, where again, like in the original Mortal Kombat, it's important that Goro's done via animatronics. It's important that, you know, that Johnny that Johnny Cage does his ball breaker move here, like Jax's arc is the exact opposite of what a character in Mortal Kombat's arc should be. Jax is a guy with metal arms who uses metal arms to punch things. Whose character arc is learning that he doesn't need metal arms to punch things. That his real strength was inside him all along. And yeah. like part
1: of me, like it's, part of me, it's like wonders um, if- sorry, no, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, like, part of me wonders if, like, the fact that later Mortal Kombat games make a point to have Jax physically lose his arms, and particularly, like, the trailer to the 2021 Mortal Kombat movie, like, actually have Jax lose his arms and have them surgically replaced are basically ways of ensuring that this never happens to the character again.
1: It, it, it would be like having um, Baraka realise that you can't hug somebody with blade arms. <laughs> and and <laughs> And that, and that he, he needs to kind of, like, explore his tenderness. Um, and start, stop being such a terrifying monster. Um, because that's, yeah.
0: Rumor has it they wanted Stallone to play Baraka. Really?
1: <laughs> that probably would have been good. Like, they, they, they um, kind of like, 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 like him playing, um, uh, Predator, I guess. But he couldn't have had any lions. If you don't give Barack lines, I don't think. Oh um, well, yeah,
0: he would have had that character arc that you mentioned. You know, you can't you can't wrap your arms around love when you've got sword blades. But uh, yeah, no, and just in terms of like Jacks and other characters, like there are there is a lot to unpack here. What's kind of jumping out at people in terms of this?
1: I thought Smoke's introduction was good. I feel like uh, uh, having like um, I thought um, Cabal later on kind of felt like it. Like Cabal was a bit too similar to Smoke. Um, and you have that problem in. Is Mormon it Cabal
0: class. or
2: Syrax? Syrax Wait, is in the lab. Yeah. Towards the oh. end, I thought I thought I was new cybot. I, I, yeah, because
0: yeah. Cab- Cabal <laughs> doesn't. Because Cabal doesn't show up. Cabal and Stryker were supposed to have appearances in this film, but instead they get throwaway lines. I think from Rain. Rain gets like like not even like a good bad boss scene with like Shao Kahn, where it's like you have failed me once too often. Where it's like he he's like oh by the way I've killed two of Earthrealm's finest warriors. He's like. Did you make them beg for mercy before you killed them? And Rain gives a perfectly reasonable response to this, which is, no, I I thought if I left them alive, that might give them a chance to, you know, survive and win. So I kind of just killed them there. And Shao Kahn is like, fool, let me throw you in the fire pit, which seems like a health and safety hazard. But I guess I just keep throwing bodies in there so the flame like rises and keeps the room warm. I don't know.
2: Rain Rain might be alive. He might have landed on top of the pile
1: and he's totally fine. (laughs) So that was Noob Cybot then, I
2: apparently, guess. which yeah. I didn't. I did not actually know as a Mortal Kombat character <laughs> called Noob, and I I don't know which came first, but, the chicken or the egg, you know.
0: Uh, it's because it's the reverse of the creator's name. Um, so Noob Cybot is actually named for I think Ed Boon, and I'm trying to remember Tobias something. You're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. and basically that's that's where the name kind of comes from. By the way, Ed Boon is the creator of Mortal Kombat, but he's also the voice of Scorpion. So he's the one who shouts, get over here! Uh, when you hear the kind of classic effects that are used for the game. Does he shout uh,
2: suckers in this film?
0: <laughs> yes, I wanted to talk about that. The <laughs> weirdness of, like, Scorpion's cameo, which is another one of those. We have to get Scorpion in here somehow, but apparently, like, Scorpion appears, kidnaps Katana... Drops her off to Shao Kahn, but we don't get a scene of him with Shao Kahn. We don't get a scene of him handing over. He's not one of Shao Kahn's generals. What, what is the deal there? What? Why is he doing this? What is his purpose? Like, what's going on? That Like, I don't understand. I don't follow. You're not going to find answers here. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the wrong part of town. He's
1: definitely there to have a fight with Sub-Zero. Yes, as our
0: two recognizable brand characters. Yeah,
1: but like they, it's that's the that should be the B plot, really. Like, yeah, as obvious as it is. But
2: we don't have an A plot. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> we, well, we can't. We can't have a B.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like the the, the the A plot. I guess is is like kind of like eventually, Liu Kang is going to fight Shou Kang. Um... But it never, it never feels like Shao Kahn is going to succeed because um, <laughs> there's no cohesion. Yeah. Um, there's
0: no sense of momentum. It's just the same scene over and over again. And again, like it's a fighting game scene. It's like Liu Kang meets somebody. They fight for a little bit. Sometimes they make out a little bit too. Then he meets somebody else and they fight a little bit and maybe they make out a little bit too. Then, wait, wait for it, he meets somebody. They fight a little bit. Maybe they make out a little bit. Then they fight a bit more.
1: You know, it's Again, it's very... There's and, no escalation. It's not building a posse either, as you as, as, as you explained earlier. It's it's kind of like, like... I suppose with the exception of Jax, maybe. Yep.
0: Um, uh, and Melina. No, not Melina. Sorry, Melina's the one Jade. who... Jade.
1: Jade, though, no, they don't take along with them, really. Like, well, yeah, Jade does. She betrays them,
3: yeah. 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 After a scene upon get... scene of objectification in a really creepy, <laughs> awful way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just hanging around in the desert at night wearing nothing but a loincloth, apparently. Because that's what people do um, in the desert at night when they're not doing animalities. It's a test. Night. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: one of Nightwolf's tests, which raises
1: yeah, all sorts they, of interesting like, questions. The, the cops are just behind the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, really. waiting for the signal. Um,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what that test was because he's not,
0: like, with Katana. Yep. Yeah.
1: So. No,
2: they... Yeah. they,
0: they they book Nightwolf, for, or sorry, Lightfoot, who plays Nightwolf, for like a day, I'm guessing. So It's like, yep. Yeah. Can we get a reaction shot or something, a close-up? It's like, nope. Done. To say it was a test. And, and then, like, the weird betrayal subplot, which seems unnecessarily complex, right? So Shao Kahn, six days to destroy Earthrealm. And instead of, like, just killing Raiden then and there, because Raiden's, like, trade my life for Johnny Cage. And, you know, I mean, I like Johnny Cage a lot, but I I get the sense that like killing Raiden would probably be a bigger deal for Shao Kahn right then. He's like, no, I'm going to set up an incredibly elaborate mechanism to trap you by tricking Katana into thinking that her mother Sindel is alive and that she can save her soul and doing so somehow prevent the merger, not the merging of the realms, the merger from going through. Um, And then basically we're going to have Jade infiltrate their party and she's not going to kill Liu Kang even though he's vulnerable at that moment in time. And she finds him while he's lying unconscious. She's going to sneak up. She's going to pretend to knock Sindel out. They're going to pretend to do like a depossession thing on Sindel. Then we're going to go, ha, puncture, you got you. We're going to get Raiden to swap places with his stunt double, Ray Parks. And Ray Parks isn't even going to dye his hair silver. It's just going to be very clearly a black haired Ray Parks doing like stunt work in, in the silhouette. Um it's a very convoluted kind of like evil scheme going on here that I I don't understand i I, I don't get like why what what Kahn is hoping to accomplish what his goal here is
1: I mean you can you can kind of think of things that maybe the movie could have done differently that might have but 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 they like I guess we're talking about this movie like they, watching it I want there to be the other realms involved kind of you know, because if, if if like they they I I don't know do they explain it in this movie, but they, there's always this thing that like Mortal Kombat is to to um as a way of like preventing Outworld from like uh, like gaining dominion over the other realms. Oh so yeah, why, well that's why... the
0: that's the that's the central premise of the movie is that like yeah. that was the premise of the first one, and now Shao Kahn, as Nile said, has just cheated in order to get a second game.
1: So do like the other realms, the Are yeah. they not interested in kind of preventing this from happening as well? Like, why don't we have kind of, you know, all the kind of chaos and meta realm and all of that sort of stuff kind of showing up? Although, like, again, like, that's a silly <laughs> to the same criticism to movie. make of the movie. Again. And
0: also the suggestion that you fix Mortal Annihilation by adding more to it as well. Like, I never Yeah, admired. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, it would be nice uh, to get off Earth more, though. Even though at times I forgot we were honored. <laughs> because <laughs> they. Uh, at, at the start, when they're escaping that temple and they go downstairs to the basement where I call it the ball train is. <laughs> yes! Uh, Liu Kang used to live there and I don't think he realized there was a ball train that could go anywhere on the planet. Is that from and the, the games ap- No.
0: Apparently not. I can't okay. find any reference to it. Um, Somebody apparently at some meeting somewhere thought this was a good note to add to the script. What, what is... Even hamster ball. Um,
1: Aside from very bad CG, there's also some horrific editing in this. Like, I, I think, like, like, there, there, there are a whole load of kind of strange transitions and, and there's a few, I think, when they're standing there and then they're in the ball yeah. train and it's turning. Like, it's just kind of like these things that you kind of take for granted in a movie that aren't, um, kind of accomplished yeah. here.
0: Um. I mean there are several sequences where the number of goons disappear where like three goons will be attacking somebody and then in the edit between a close up and a master it'll be down to two like I think that when like Baraka is is kind of attacking at the at the climax where he attacks Liu Kang, like there are three ninjas that appear and all of a sudden there are only two of them, and that happens several times over the course of the movie where it just forgets that there are supposed to be other characters in the shot. It's worth noting that the director um is John Orleanetti, who is actually the cinematographer on the original Mortal Kombat. Um, he's made a bunch of other movies Um, notably what tends to happen is he works as a cinematographer the director of the original movie decides "Eh, I don't really want to do that and so they hire Leonetti to step in and to direct the movie that follows so for example he was a director of cinematography or cinematographer on um, James Wan's Insidious Insidious 2 and The Conjuring and he directed Annabelle uh, for example he directed The Butterfly Effect 2 he also directed. If you remember, the Silence on Netflix, not Martin Scorsese's Silence, the Silence, the the movie Richard remembers the Silence. I think
3: I remember the Scorsese Stanley one,
0: Tucci. not the other one. Um. Okay, Stanley Tucci.
3: Um, oh, I know uh, you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was like Bird Box, but ah, oh. uh, yeah, there we go. Bird Box, but with sound. I think is how it was described. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the level at which we're operating here, and it is. It's just chaos and nonsense, and none of it makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, like. And and like to give an example of how crazy this is, the character of Shiva, um, played by margine Holden, and like the special effects, while they clearly are completed special effects, to be clear, like they're so terrible. Her arms are clipping, like her yeah, arms yeah. are clipping like a nineties video game, and, and like hair she was even, a-
1: like behind her, like like as as yeah. in there there's a CG sky like a purple sky, uh, and you can see the kind of jagged um, edges of her head, even. Not, not, not the bit the CG, um, like everything.
2: There's, there's a lot of characters kind of disappearing into the green screen as well. There's a lot of like pixelation at the edges because of whatever color they were wearing. Uh, I, was, I was talking to someone the other day who described Shiva very well to me. You said uh, Shiva is like if someone did a porn parody of the first movie <laughs> and used her for Goro. I was yeah. like, he's right.
1: Yeah. I, do, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do want to see a porn parody of this. Like, uh, they, there was There, there was <laughs> like definite sexual chemistry between. Them between, like, Shiva and Motaro in, in, in this. Oh, you
2: want to get a horse into it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Can, can,
0: I, can I point out how weird it is that Motaro seems to wear a cod piece like, at the front? He-
1: like... Does he get doesn't he get punched in the dick as well? Yes, by, yes he um, does, Jax. Jax, Jax kind of learns. Yeah. Who, That's who, Jax's
0: big character moment is learning that if you punch somebody in the dick with your Not somebody, arm, a horse. A horse. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Not just anybody, a horse. Because it's about like I'm this, getting
2: confidence back. So punch a big dick, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> literal big dick energy. Um but I mean and uh, like the sequence where, again, so crammed full of nonsense that it makes no sense whatsoever. The sequence after Melina attacks Sonia. And again, Melina in the oh, game's. The mud bath post- yeah, the mud bath wrestle. But like she's supposed to be Katana's like twin or evil twin or whatever. Apparently a clone so- I got from the Wikipedia. Clone, yes, clone. That's what it is. And you have Sonia saying Katana. And Melina's like, you wish. And it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Where does this go? What's going on? Uh, but like after yeah, that, you know have that giant like weird like stone totem monster appear and like it attacks Sonya and like terrible like video 90s video game cutscene level CGI. But like Jax, and again, I don't know how to phrase this so it doesn't sound like some sort of horrible euphemism, literally pounding its rear end. Like (laughs) the way in which the shot is done where Jax is just like laying into like the backside of it. Yeah, Jax gets his rocks off.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think we need, we, 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 need to commit to like making it sound bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, 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 I and, 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 and like for, for, for what the movie is trying to do, um, which is, which is kind of like it, it's, it's, it, like they want 12 year old kids to be able to go see it, but also like, um, you know, um, like Jack's, uh say so like Son- Sonia literally like has a, a a mud wrestle with 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 a the mud uh, wrestle yeah 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 and then she's covered in mud by the way that, like the, the the next scene she's not covered in mud but that's like like that's fine <laughs> we're not gonna uh, try and pick um holes in 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 the movie Jax is accurate that in the that, continuity that of the movie that she's looking well kind of like um covered in mud it was a good decision for where they were pitching their movie. Um, <laughs> was, like there were, there and, was, yeah, and
0: Jax's weird kind of hitting, hitting on Jade. Do you have n- nice legs, you know, for kicking? Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, do you not remember that? No, I
2: do now. But <laughs> so much of this movie is like a night out that ended at six in the
0: morning. It's like, wait, was he there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what was his name?
0: You know? So that's not quite how I remember this thing happening. Um, it's like Rashomon.
2: We all have our own story of what happened in Mortal Kombat: <laughs> Annihilation, <laughs>
0: oh, and then the climax with the animalities, which is like well, that's horrific. again, yeah, like there's a real sense of we are trying to port as much of the game as possible because a lot of the story is taken, I think, from Mortal Kombat three. And the idea is to, like, create something that is as faithful as possible. Again, somebody joked it's surprising that you don't see any friendships or babalities in this. But it's, like, choosing to end your, like, Mortal Kombat movie with, like, really questionable, like, worse-than-claymation CGI of, like, King Ghadira and a dragon. It's uh, it's a very odd
2: choice. Like you, you can't just say animality in a movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't really big up fatalities as a known quantity in the universe. <laughs> so he just says, oh, that's my animality. To which Lucancia said, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think animalities were more sort of PG um, as opposed to like fatalities. Because like, fatalities are just so brutal that like they could, you couldn't put them in this movie. So that's like, what I, you think got, I didn't the know the only Wonder animality
2: thing. I know from the game. I think Sub-Zero turns into a penguin and it's cute. so i I don't mean it's a violent thing i would love to see a violent penguin that's just a good (laughs) idea for a movie but
0: well i mean that's that's the thing is like as as i think the la times review pointed out for a movie called mortal combat annihilation it is surprisingly bloodless because of course it's meant to be pg-13 So, like, you have, like, the really awful where Sycorax, like, burns one of his ninjas alive, but it's via CGI. So it's, like, you get the shot of the guy's wide eyes where he's like, wait a minute, I thought we were buds. This isn't cool. But, like, you don't get any real sense of, like, agony or kind of suffering. You get, like, again, the mud fight. You get jack's removing his cybernetic arms but like in a way that it's just like why why was he in surgery why did he need to be in surgery if he needed to do it where like the only thing that's broken is necks and you only get a few quick snaps that you get like johnny cage and i think like at the climax sonya like snaps somebody's legs between her thighs urmac yeah she snaps urmac's legs like neck between her thighs because of course she does because yeah this is that kind of movie um It's very, very strange, but it is so weirdly bloodless for a Mortal Kombat movie. And I know the original was also like bloodless, but at least it had like, you know, was it uh, Shang Tsung will steal your immortal soul and torture it for all eternity, which is pretty, you know, pretty heavy
2: as far as these things go. And A lot of people get more like outright killed in the first two. I remember Kano goes in a good way. How is that? Does he get his eye ripped out? His robot eye? Or am I making stuff up? Oh, good. I'm not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But no, like, again, this is the thing where, like, the original Mortal Kombat is actually a movie where, like, characters die for reasons. Things happen for reasons that promote the plot. So, for example, you have the first character, the first fighter that, like, uh, Liu Kang defeats, serves to show you that Shaozong takes the soul of the loser. You have like the random black dude in the movie, the only black dude in the movie um, who gets murdered by Goro to show you that Goro is the real deal. And like all these things serve plot function and kind of like advance the story that's being told. Whereas in Annihilation, it's like, can we cram smoke in there? I think we can get Syrax in there. Come on. What about, what about uh, what's that like yellow robot guy who shoots a missile out of his chest? Can we fit him in? I think we can. doesn't matter that it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's going on here what's holding this together motoro sure let's put motoro in i mean like the thing with um what's her name with the with shiva is that like she was supposed to have a big climactic fight sequence she was supposed to have like a big kind of like her and she somebody got else, mousetrapped,
1: and... didn't she <laughs>
0: yes yes she did and she got mousetrapped because they figured out halfway through production that like if they asked the actor to do anything more than just stand there with her clipping arms, that it looked even worse. Um, so they were like, no, we, we can't do that. We have to mouse trap her. Like, and, like and, and just how awfully put together it is the sequence before that, where Liu Kang is attacked by Baraka um, and where like Baraka swings down and attacks him and Katana in the cage after Baraka has attacked him goes, it's a trap. And you're like, <laughs> I think he's got this. I know Liu Kang isn't the brightest kind of you know bulb in the box, but I I think Liu Kang understands when people are swinging from the ceiling at him that he has maybe walked into a trap. It's uh, yeah, it's
1: so horrible. And yeah, I don't I like just... it
2: because she she says it like he's dumb, but she just figured it too,
1: so she. Can't do
3: <laughs> like, as someone who hasn't actually played any of the games, I thought the first film was quite followable up to a point. I think the, was it Scorpion <laughs> had the exploding point in the cage fight place? I didn't know what's happening there. That's fine though. But this one, like, the whole way through, I just, I couldn't follow it. I, I should have done what Nile did and just take, like, character notes of names, but I wasn't bothered. And, like, the bit you're saying about when it's, uh, Yucatan sisters, no, I think again, I was like, I don't know what that means. Fine. Uh, the I, I ending... was
2: going to, oh, sorry.
3: Go ahead. I was going to say, like, the ending when, uh, they beat Shao Kahn and, um, his father, played by not Peter Stormare, I was surprised to find out. I was convinced that had to Peter Stormare. Uh I don't know what happened uh, Renner to Renner Schoen. Like Renner Schoen. He was fun. I actually, I really liked him. But um, like, I don't know what happened to them when they died, or if they died. It's, the fight ended, a thing happened, and then the film <laughs> concluded. And I said, huh?
0: What? Okay.
3: Well, you have the two older
0: gods as well who show up to say there's only one way that this matter can be resolved. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> Through Mortal Kombat. And like, the problem is that they try to do the Mortal Kombat from like the Techno Syndrome soundtrack Mm -hmm. while also having like an old British character actor who is affordable for a movie at this rate also shouted at the top of his voice. And instead of like in the edit picking one over the other or trying to sync the Mortal Kombat to the (laughs) lip movies, they just say, you know what? Let's just have both of them in the mix and just hope that it works. We want to really convey that this is Mortal Kombat that's happening here.
2: But you know what? Shamefully no matter how lost or confused I was, as soon as that song started again, in the last <laughs> act, I was like, yes, this is a good movie yeah. again. It's like a
3: Power Rangers movie from a few years ago, where like it was a pretty adequate modern riff in Power Rangers, but then near the end, they play the original theme song while the things happen. It's like, oh, yeah, it's good now. <laughs> Suddenly, this got much better. Um, yeah, so in terms of Mortal Kombat Annihilation,
0: is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything jumping out of people? Anything that we haven't discussed already that we think merits unpacking?
2: Uh, there is one moment that I think just epitomizes how how much, how little thought there is put into any of this or context for the audience. It's just when they're fighting Cyrax in that lab, the way they dispatch him, uh, Sonya picks up some dust and blows it at him, and he dies. And I, just, I have no idea what is meant to have happened then. Because <laughs> my brain instantly thought, oh, it's cocaine. <laughs> it's more entertaining than any scientific explanation, but I don't know...
3: Oh, was it Someone,
2: gets dust? someone I someone not remember.
0: Science does. Why not? Yeah. Or the sequence where, like, Luke, ha- where after Sub Zero freezes, is it's not Syrax, it's-, it's the other guy. But, oh, like, after
1: where, um, Noob Cybot, is it? But, Wait, well, I,
2: ha-
0: he... I, have, I think I have this down. <laughs>
2: but where he Smoke, freezes. I think, is the r- Smoke. dreadlock okay. robot. Oh, okay, so... okay. Right. Yeah.
0: So where he freezes the robot on the bridge and, like, his little, like, robot rocket launcher starts to light up. And, like, you know, Kitana's like, Lou, rocket, and Lou has to like kick him downwards, but he still explodes, which implies that if Lou had just left him standing, he would have also just exploded. It's it's very strange. I, I don't she understand the physics of she this. She could have not that I need Lou. to because it's a Mortal Kombat movie.
2: She could have just yelled, Lou, finish him, and then it's like, oh, that's a moment <laughs> from the game, you know, whatever. Logic be damned, but it just kicks in yeah. a man who's already exploding. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, no, that that's the thing with the first Mortal Kombat, because it gives you Shao um, sorry, uh, Shang Tsung, saying things like "Finish him, fatality," that sort of stuff, like which is what you want from a Mortal Kombat movie, as opposed to this, which is just here's a bunch of stuff that you recognize from a Mortal Kombat movie, crammed in with little regard to how any of it fits together. Yeah, it's, it's a very strange, very awkward little movie. We should very quickly mention that, like, apparently 1997 was the uh, Anibis, uh Horribilis for the Mortal Kombat franchise. It was the release of Mortal Kombat 4, which was the franchise's first experiment, stepping into three dimensions. Uh, It apparently did not go well for them. Um, And also it was the year that saw the release of Sub-Zero's solo game as well. Oh,
2: I played that actually. I'd completely forgotten.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a side-scrolling platformer combat game. Sub-Zero's
1: Penguin (laughs) Adventures.
2: I wish. It it was terrible. Happy feet. Um, It's a side-scroller, except you're given such a limited window of seeing what's coming up. You walk one frame, something falls from the ceiling and instantly kills you. Because that's like the gimmick is everything that kills you is like a fatality. I never made it past the first level. I think I still have. It. I think it's broken, thank God. The evil is sealed.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, like so. Apparently, like nineteen ninety-seven was not a good year for figuring out kind of what Mortal Kombat was. And I think that Ed Boon, the creator of the Mortal Kombat franchise, has said that like Mortal Kombat Annihilation is his least favorite memory of the entire franchise. Like, not just, like, the film adaptations, not just other media, everything that has ever been associated with the franchise, Annihilation is his least favorite um, kind of, like, association that he has with it. And very quickly, wheel kicks in the nineties, because it's a nineties action movie. So there is an obligatory sequence where Raiden and somebody else just do wheel kicks at one another for like a solid 30 seconds failing to make contact. Which reminds me, Blade has a similar sequence as well, where Blade and a vampire just do wheel kicks at one another, constantly missing each other for about 30 seconds of screen time because it looks cool.
1: Yeah.
2: I won't speak ill of the wheel kicks. I like I like a good wheel kick. I think by the time they have Is it in your wheelhouse?
0: Is it is it in your wheelhouse? Yeah. <laughs> um, what about yourself, Richard? Anything, Dad? Anything that we haven't talked about? jumping out at you in terms
3: of Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I feel I've been very quiet during all this, but it's mostly because I just I Sorry. can't remember it, and I also don't know any of the character <laughs> names. I can't feel like I can discuss anything. Uh, no. Blue guy, red guy, yes. CGI
0: woman, three arms, three different um... robots,
3: various women in clothing <laughs> yeah. of a description. Uh, no, nothing jumps out. Of it. <laughs> How, I have two pages of notes that you have nothing to say about this.
0: <laughs> what what are on your notes actually? I'm very curious, like in terms of like because <sighs> you didn't name characters, so I'm kinda curious, is it like
3: Grey Ninja, Red Ninja, Shadow Ninja? Uh so the Templey Deserty stuff looked okay. That's a note. <laughs> uh, that's the thing, like the first film, the sets I thought were quite impressive, and the second one, despite costing more money, as we said, it looked a lot like smaller, like Kahn's various layers were noticed to be kind of like more compact and smaller whereas the first one has these quite grand looking temples and fighting arenas and that weird cage bony location that i don't know what that's supposed to be but this one's just a lot of stuff like on location stuff a crappy looking lab the occasional sort of flaming pit but yeah it just eh.
0: it looks like something from xena warrior princess Mm -hmm. or hercules the legendary journeys which is not what you want your 30 million dollar blockbuster to look like like the opening
3: scene when he arrives with his army of cosplayers just looks dreadfully bleak (laughs) yeah (laughs) Especially,
2: cause, especially when you watch it, as I said, it's a double bill. So where you end at the last movie, you see in the next one, it's just turned into a green screen nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love by the way that he's like, is it, God created the world in six days, and so I shall destroy it. And on the seventh day, mankind shall rest in peace. <laughs> um, but uh, it raises all sorts of interesting yeah. questions about like the Mortal Kombat cosmology. Like, I mean, do the Elder Gods worship Yahweh? Like, do they accept Jesus Christ as their one true Savior? Does the Old Testament apply out in other worlds or out world? I mean, you know, the, these are questions that I don't think the movie like is willing to address, but I think you know need to be discussed.
2: We we needed an after credit scene of Johnny Cage in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I I needed it.
1: There um, is, there, is, there is a no. There, each planet has its, uh, its own Jesus. There is a Baracka Jesus. Um and, Goro uh, Jesus. And a Goro Jesus. Yeah. Centaur Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do I do love the idea of like Shao Kahn studying like, like culture and history from Earth so that he can make all these sick burns. Because it kind of like when they're doing the merger, it looks like he's only taking like the landmarks. It's like I've picked the parts of Earth that I want to take to other worlds. It's like I want the Eiffel Tower. I want the uh you know, the sort of Golden Gate Bridge, I want the World Trade Center, um. Petra, could can stay on Earth because we're just gonna blow that up anyway. No, really, doesn't really fit with what I have planned. The feng shui I've got planned. So are you, are you saying Earth. Shao
2: Kahn read the Bible just to own mortals?
0: <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Just to I'm gonna hoping. That Stuff back on us. Yeah, I kind of love the idea that he was just, like sitting there wanting to impress his dad because like his dad is very much about like, well, did you make Raiden beg for mercy? And he's like, well, did you make like you know, did you make Stryker beg for mercy? It feels like gloating is a huge part of like the cultural aspect of conquering it's like a for, humiliation kink like, I don't know yeah yeah you know it's well I mean yeah well looking at that costume we don't judge it's, <laughs> it's it's whatever works it's whatever they're into whatever floats their boats uh but I mean it it does really kind of see I love the image of Shao Kahn just sitting there with like the bible and the Quran you know the Torah just kind of sorting through them going like yeah so if I land here this is a sick burn but this is more yeah. culturally appropriate um
1: He's, it, yeah, he's just like has all his Baghdad geese poems, you
0: know, <laughs> like
1: in the bag. Um, um, yeah. like, the we'll see, we'll see where the
0: merger puts us. Yeah.
2: So he doesn't, what... he, he never meets atheists. He's got no material. <laughs> 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 um,
0: all right. And then, Niall, is there anything from your two pages of character name notes that you think merits discussion that we haven't talked about already? Jeez, I'm sure there are like characters we just didn't get to
2: at all. Um, Actually, no, we did pretty good on the characters. There's so much of question marks because I don't know how they're alive or if they died. But <laughs> honestly, it doesn't matter one bit. Yeah. No. Um... Per,
0: I believe two American gladiators in the cast. Motoro, the, the centaur character, and Jax are both played by former American gladiators. Which is interesting because it does look like they like the balls that like Liu Kang rides also looks like it was taken from American mm. gladiators. Uh, which is a nice recurring motif.
2: They honestly could have done with more American Gladiator-inspired stuff. That would have been a fun sequel <laughs> if it was less straight fight and there were more challenges. You know, they have, like,
0: Takeshi's Castle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be yes. a good movie. With that yeah. traps. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, because, again, like Mortal Kombat kind of does that at the end, where like, Shang Tsung has the spikes in the floor and stuff, and it's very much like one of those Mortal Kombat stages, where like there are little hazards on it as well, yeah. which I kind of like. So, like, I,
2: mean, I don't know, was this trying to be a globe-trotting adventure or a ball-rolling adventure? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I love the fact that, yeah, apparently you can just find Sonya and Jax in the middle of the desert no matter where you are using these magic balls. Yeah, it's, it's a fa- anyway, never, there's a lot yeah. to talk about. Lots it's of disappointing magic
1: balls, as well, because I don't know what the peril is meant to represent. You know, often with these movies, it's very clear, like, what 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 it what it what. A, what what the villain is representing kind of in the real world that we have to because yeah,
2: kind of We we see, as like we've said, like the World Trade Center and the San Francisco Bridge. Was that there? The Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden yeah. Bridge? In, yeah. In the Which other is world. destroyed. But we never see like were civilians actually affected by this? Is there any world peril? We never see any normal people in this film at all. Yeah, there's all, all the monks in the Temple are gone.
0: Well, even even the people who are working on Jacks, presumably, like even the doctors and like medical, seem to have just wandered off.
3: It was a bad like...
2: holiday; they didn't
3: finish
0: the job.
1: <laughs> what 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 confused you, Richard?
3: I was going to say yeah, Sorry, the when I think it's in the desert, and you see Shao army, and it's literally an army on horseback arriving, and at no, no other point do you see like that scale of invasion <laughs> happening, and it's just in a desert, so there's no. As you say, there's no peril to it. Like, why was that shot included? Like, that was a cost a lot of money on extras and animals, and there's no point to it. And it's just, it I guess, it gives you some sense of the invasion, but also it raises more questions than it answers to me, anyway. Yeah.
2: Missed opportunity to not have Motaro riding a horse, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it
1: definitely
0: or, costs a lot of money. Or Shiva riding Motaro. Um, we're getting back to the porn them. parody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that it's not just some kind of part of California either. That they went mm. like not only is it is it like all of the extras and all of their horses and all of the armorers, but that they're shooting kind of on location somewhere. Um. So yeah, it's it's there there there's a lot of money on screen.
2: It's weird to have like that brief second where you're thinking like of a David Lean kind of scale. It's like wait now
0: why. <laughs> Part of me, like, suspects it's just because, like, you know, Last Crusade was very successful, mm. people like that. And it had kind of horse riding and kind of Petra and, like, artifacts and stuff. So, like, yep, yeah, just put that in the movie. That's in the movie. That's what we're going with now. Because you have a weird sequence where Shao Kahn also, like, addresses his soldiers on a cliff, like, out yeah, in the yes. open. And that's very much like, oh, I remember Braveheart was big a couple of years before this, right, as well. So I guess we're doing Braveheart with Brian Thompson. Because why not? Why, why wouldn't you do that, I guess? All right then, Andrew. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything we haven't discussed or anything coming out of I mean, you?
1: Um, in fairness, just there's, 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 like to to talk about the stupid things that we talk about each week, I've already mentioned RoboCop, yeah. but the, 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 no no food waste that I can think of, no kind of inappropriate smoking that I am terribly aware of. It is a pandemic movie because a lot of them are wearing masks. Um, I
0: think Rain is inappropriate smoking after Shao Kahn has finished with him. To be fair, yeah. Well,
1: there is Bracken. there
0: was a character called Smoke.
1: Th- that is and just- he wasn't appropriate yeah. Yeah. he, he yeah. wasn't appropriate
0: <laughs> we're trying <laughs> <laughs> we're putting more effort into this than the movie did arguably yeah. all right then i think that about wraps it up unless there's anything else anybody wants to talk about so with that in mind then at the end of the podcast we ask our guests to recommend something for listeners something they're enjoying at the moment be something related to the movie something unrelated to the movie just something that brings you a little bit of pleasure so to give our guests a chance to think about it i'm going to ask andrew to go first
1: Um, I'm going to recommend... um, I haven't played all of the um, Mortal Kombat uh, games. I would have played Super... uh, uh, Sorry, uh, Street Fighter 2, a lot more. Um, But um, a Mortal Kombat um, game that I have played that I enjoyed, and I think it's available on a few different consoles, or um, hopefully over the likes of Steam, is um, Mortal Kombat Deception. Um, I enjoyed it because... For, for somebody who doesn't, who maybe hasn't played a lot of Mortal Kombat, it's, um, it, there's an RPG kind of, um, part of it that allows you to play as each of the character and to learn how to play, um, each of those characters in order to kind of, um, progress. Um, so, you know, you, 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 you learn all of the moves that Sub Zero and, uh, Scorpion and, Ermac's really cool, actually, as well. But, um, yeah, I, I think Nightwolf was my favorite. And I sound like a Mortal Kombat fan, but I, I've literally only played Wait, that game. You um, were our
0: lore expert on this. You were very much like our kind of like our Sub Zero and Scorpion kind of like, you know, they're, they're the hero characters and they're the arc that we have.
1: I, f- I feel like be, be, because, because it has an RPG kind of element to it. Um, it, it, it delivers a kind of, a, a lot of exposition while also teaching you functionally how to play with these characters. Cause I find the pro, the, the issue I find with some of these, like kind of, you know, Tekken or Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat is I have no idea how to play. <laughs> um, and, and, and that the, the Mortal Kombat deception kind of like for a noob. Um, a cybot, <laughs> exactly. Um, it 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 teaches you how to play. I guess um, and I enjoyed it.
0: All right, and Niall what would you recommend for listeners?
2: Uh, I'm kind of similar because I've I've not played many Mortal Kombat games, but I remember really liking Injustice, which is by the Mortal Kombat devs, except it's a pure DC fighting game. So it's just a nice balance because I'm not the biggest fan of Mortal Kombat characters, like some of them. Are literally recolors that they've come up with backstories for. Whereas, like with DC characters, you get like so much backstory, and everyone's very distinctive, of course, because it's a DC thing. There's way too many Batman characters, but hey, they're all like colorful and fun, and it's not violent. But the the finishing moves are really enjoyably over the top. I think my favorite is a uh, Doomsday can punch you down to the center of the earth and then punch you back up again to get back onto the the playing field. And it, it's, you can do cool things with minimal effort, which I think is what being a superhero is all about.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And Richard, what would you recommend for this news?
3: Uh, I'm going to say the, the oeuvre of Paul W.S. Anderson, um, including the first Mortal Kombat film, but also Resident Evil movies and the recent release Monster Hunter, which I haven't yet seen, but I'm, I'm hearing is perfectly on par with other films and therefore is likely enjoyable trash. The rest of the films, I think, are very interesting in that they they initially try to be solidly attempted adaptations of the games, and then it's become their own weird little cosmology of nonsense. And I think they're thoroughly enjoyable. Like they're they're cheap and they're dumb, and it's just his wife doing stunts. But that's you know that's all you need in a film.
0: I do like that. Yeah, Paul Thomas. Uh, sorry, Paul W S Anderson and reinventing. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's always that reinventing himself as the ultimate wife guy, which yes. I kind of love. Um, and in terms of, yeah, so you, you mentioned there the Resident Evil stuff. What's interesting is, and I kind of like this, is that Anderson was apparently so horrified by what happened to Mortal, to Mortal Kombat Annihilation that the reason that he stuck with Mortal Kombat, sorry, he stuck through uh, Resident Evil through seven films or eight films, I'm not entirely sure of the number, six, is because, six, six films, is because of what happened with Annihilation. He was like, I'm not letting that happen again. It's like never again will somebody do that to one of my films. So I'm going to take charge of the sequels and follow-ups. I'm going to manage this uh, going forward. And yet forward the fans games.
3: hate those films probably more than these films. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair. But they, I think it's safe to say that they're probably better films than Annihilation. Yeah. I would
3: argue. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was I was trying to remember. Today. Sorry, this is really bad. What is the name? What is the name of Paul Thomas's? Anderson's wife, the the um, Maya, he, Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. I, I was imagining an alternate universe where he directed them and she starred.
1: The Resident <laughs> Evil franchise.
0: <laughs> that would be excellent. Paul, Ta- Paul Thomas Anderson, Maya Rudolph's Resident Evil franchise is a very <laughs> different universe, and I'm kind of there for it. Now doing Monster Hunter, which I also like as well. Um, for myself, in terms of recommendations for the W.S. Anderson kind of filmography, I'm not as kind of keen on him as some other people are. I think he's mentioned as a vulgar auteur and compared to people like Paul Verhoeven, obligatory Robocop reference, people like Tony Scott, for example, um, and kind of, you know, directors along those lines, um, John Carpenter. I think that's, you know, maybe a bit unfair. I'm not sure I'd put him in that echelon, but I do like some of his films. In particular, I love Event Horizon. I absolutely adore Event Horizon, and I would wholeheartedly recommend that. Um, so that's my recommendation. All right, so people looking for Niall a bit or Richard Online, where can they find you? Watch up to Niall, where you at?
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Niall the Glynn. Uh I'm currently on a bit of a hiatus from reviews on both sides. Actually, I have one review for Game Air coming up of a very unusual game. It's a kind of point and click ad- adaptation of Animal Firm, which is <laughs> we- weirdly cute of source material i will say <laughs> it's not a hint whether i like or dislike it uh, uh, you can also find me on fresh take which is a welsh uh, film and tv website our star wars podcast is still on hiatus for a little while we know there's a new series starting in may the bad batch so we're going to be talking about that soon enough
0: so you uh, have a new hope for more star wars content huh?
2: uh there'll be new stuff i don't know if i have hope left darren <laughs> i, I no, i'm, I'm, I'm sure the sassy I- one on the show i will
0: say <laughs> I'm sure that it won't be a bad batch of content.
2: Mm. We'll see. We'll right see. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: all right. And Richard, where can you find your chapter? Uh Find me on Twitter at Frontastic. Uh, I'm fairly quiet at the moment for things, but if things emerge, I will retweet them at the very least. So by all means, if you care, yes, there. Twitter is the best place to find me. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you very much to Niall and Richard for joining us for this double bill of terrible yeah, movies. Thank, thank you in to Richard, um, who very selflessly dropped on the grenade and said, Niall can choose what we're going to talk about. If this happens um, so again, that won't happen again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, uh, all it takes for evil to rule is for good men to do nothing. <laughs> Richard, you're a good man.
0: too good one might say but yes so uh we're going to let richard and niall off the hook next week uh the wonderful Anya o'connor will be joining us for a discussion of wild tales which i'm really really looking forward to we'll be back next week take it easy care guys bye Bye. Bye. finish
3: (laughs) it